0: Welcome to the Autumn Miles Show with your host, Autumn Miles. Autumn is an author, speaker, wife, and mother. She's the founder and CEO of the Blush Network and the author of Appointed. Autumn's vision is to engage our culture with the bold truth of God coupled with raw faith. Now here's your host, Autumn Miles. Hey there, it's Autumn Miles with the Autumn Miles Show. How are you guys doing out there? Happy day. I pray that you are enjoying this day. I hope you had a great time at church. I just love church. Uh, My church is incredible. P.S. If you need a great church, check out ShorelineDallas.com. It is an incredible church. I love my pastors over there. Such a great spirit. God is doing such a work there. If you need a church, ShorelineDallas.com. Uh, I highly recommend it. Also, we've got some cool stuff to talk about today. I want you to follow along if you are interested. If not, and you totally hate me and you're going to turn off the radio, it's okay. But if you're interested and intrigued about what you're hearing, I'd love to get to know you better. Follow along on social media, Autumn Miles, uh, Instagram, Autumn Miles. Man, I love it when you guys reach out. Uh, We have a team of people that answer messages and comments and all that stuff, and I do it just right along with them. Uh, We are inspired and encouraged every time we hear from you guys, good or bad. Um, You're not going to hurt us if you don't like something we say. That's okay. You know, it's all right. Uh, But we love it. We love it when you tell us that you've heard a word in season. You know, that was the exact thing I I needed to hear right this exact moment. Man, that will get... That'll get someone who loves Jesus' blood just totally pumping. And that's what you guys do for us when you reach out, encourage you to get involved. I also want to tell you about something that is happening among you. Uh, Women, women, women. Those of you that don't know, I started a ministry in 2010 called the Blush Network. It is a ministry to women. And uh we do small groups all over the country. And guess what, guys? There is one right here in DFW and we meet once a month. We would love to have you. It is a small group. Now, you're 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 not going to come and there's not gonna be thousands of people there. We do, we do, we have done this model on purpose. Um, and you know, we do conferences and stuff like that, but these, these society groups you have to RSVP for, because there is very limited space. Um, but I encourage you to look up the blush network, um, on Facebook or Instagram and just kind of see what we're doing. These society groups, we're, we're, we have created a society of women that are hungry for something more they're hungry for deeper. And the beautiful thing about these society groups is that they're from we're from all walks of life. You know, some of us are 70. Some of us are 36, like myself. Uh, some of us are younger. We've had some high school kids come, which it's been amazing. But, but what we have learned and what we have seen very beautifully displayed by the Spirit of God is that um, Jesus is relevant to all. And it's beautiful to see all these walks of life ages, denominations dare I say it, come together and praise the one that unifies us all. It's been so beautiful. We've been doing this for a while now um, and like I said, these, ha- these happen all over the country, but DFW, they happen right here. There, There is an event on uh, Facebook that you can RSVP to every month and once we're at capacity, we have to shut it down. But man, people's lives are changing. I mean, we're talking about marriages restored, people getting healing, um, You know, people 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 that have experienced horrible things in their past, finding freedom um, and just uh, a place of of, uh, rest. You know, sometimes your soul just needs to rest and it's kind of an aha for your soul. So women, if you're looking for something like that, I would highly encourage you to check out the uh, society group that is meeting right here no excuses. It's right here in your area. Okay. Let's get to it. Um, the past couple of weeks, we've been, we've been kind of hitting things hard. I I've done several messages, um, that, that, that kind of hits you right in the spot. That's convicting. Uh, we did the let there be light, by the way, there is a YouTube series out called let there be light, but we did let there be light. And, and, all, uh, when, when you're talking about "Let there be light," the light of the Lord will reach that dark space in yourself, and it says in John, you know, darkness cannot comprehend the light. It can't. It can't be rivaled by the light. It can't comprehend it. It can't overtake it. It can't overcome it. It's a beautiful thing. We also talked a, a little. While uh, ago about the bruise was beautiful. You know, we look at Jesus and the cross and um, in Isaiah, you know, Jesus' body being broken for us, and and, and that's such an incredible passage of scripture where it says it pleased the Lord to bruise him if he would render himself a sacrifice. For many, it pleased the Lord if Jesus coming for us was his choice. And he did render himself a sacrifice, a sin offering for me and for you. And, and, and I pose the question what is your bruise? Because if you would render that thing a sacrifice, for maybe others maybe talk about your past whatever that is you can bring so much glory and honor to the lord so we've we've done some pretty hardcore Stuff, and I I am I am definitely a person of action, and so I, I want to talk today about steps. There are steps that I believe we need to take. If you have been fed um, some something spiritual and you're filled up spiritually, um, I I don't believe that you can receive from the Lord and not act on what you've heard. You know, uh, we don't need to just be hear uh, hearers of the word. We need to do as well. We need to act. We need to get out. We need to. Um, make our lives better. I think it would be an insult to every pastor in the world if you sat under his teaching for years and years and years, but never acted on what he said. Um, You know, these, these are our leaders in the world study and they pray and they seek the spirit of God for what the people need to hear. It is time to act, not just receive, act. Church is not your Facebook page where you just receive a bunch of information you need to act, act, act. What kind of person do you want to be? And in acting, I believe um, there are several steps that you you can take in order to move towards what God is calling you to do. Um, there is so much value in one single step. One step. There's value in. Sometimes we get caught off course by um, the ultimate vision and plan for our lives that maybe be might be twenty years down the road. Sometimes we get so tripped up in that um, the 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 destination that we forget that God values and applauds one step. I have a little girl. Her name is um, Haven Esther Miles, Um, and and better. You know, at home, we call her Havy Baby because it rhymes and it's cute. I mean, what are you going to do? Haven, my little precious thing, when we got Haven, we adopted her. We were there hours after she was born. And let me tell you, this kid is like sugar wrapped in bacon with a little bit of whipped cream, a cherry. If you like cherries, if you don't like cherries, chocolate chips, I don't like cherries. This girl is precious. And when I held her in my arms uh, in the hospital, the Lord spoke to my spirit and he said, there's something wrong with her. Are you okay? Can I give you this child? Knowing that there's something not quite right with her. You know, I'm holding the child at this point and I just totally surrendered and said, you know, yes, Lord, it scared me a little bit in the moment, but, but it also encouraged me that God saw that we were capable of handling a child that there was something wrong with. We didn't know in the moment she did. um, She looked different um, at childbirth, just a little bit. There was something a little bit different about the way that she looked, but I mean, to me, she was perfectly perfect, perfect in every way. But we took her home from the hospital and, um, it was the night I think of, um, she, she stayed with us the first night and I noticed that she, she couldn't breathe very well. We would feed her and she couldn't breathe very well. And, um, it concerned me a lot and I knew immediately what was, uh, I didn't know what was wrong with her, but I saw the symptoms of what was wrong with her and, um, A couple of days later, you know, I'm we're noticing that as she eats, it's very hard for her to keep anything down. Um, And then it seems like her sort of her her neck, her throat gets locked up and she can't breathe very well. And in adoption, we adopted her from Mississippi in adoption, there is a ten, usually a 10-day waiting period where you wait for the state that you live in to accept a child from a different state. It's very technical, but we had to do it. We abide by the law. And so <laughs> my husband, multiple times, she had locked up in her breathing and Uh, Multiple times she she had, he had to give her mouth to mouth. We eventually took her to um, the emergency room where she was in the hospital for several days because she had a life threatening birth defect, which we didn't even know she had. God knew, but we didn't know. But as a uh, result of this birth defect, um, she was just a little bit slower in some of the motor skills that you expect. Now, we have four children. And uh, for those of you that don't know, we adopted two children nine weeks apart. So we have two older children, um, eleven, eight, 8. Then we have a two-year-old and we have an almost two-year-old nine weeks apart. And so I would look at Moses, our two-year-old, and I would see him at nine months old. He is standing up, running across the floor he's basically playing football the kid is unstoppable with his motor skills he is off the charts he is amazing and then at nine months um I look at Havy baby and she hasn't even rolled over yet now to a mama four who's seen excellent motor skills in the other uh, of her children uh, big question marks what is going on she hadn't pulled up yet these things that should have happened months before hadn't happened. And I would take her to the doctor and I'm like, listen, I'm a good mom. I promise you I'm a good mom. She just isn't able to do these things yet. And the doctor would encourage me slash discourage me slash refer me to some exercises or whatever the case may be um, to help her. Well, it's 12 months and t- 12 months she pulls up and she... um. She she kind of starts gliding at 12 months. Now my son at 12 months is like you know doing backhand springs across the kitchen floor. I mean uh, my two year old he is so advanced in motor skills, but she's just pulling up. She starts to glide, and you know how you know how the kids glide. You know they they go from one chair to another, but they're always holding on to something. They're they're never um, they never release release it. 13 months go by she's still gliding 14 months still gliding 15 months mama's stressing out because homegirl has not even tried to drop her hands. And we would bribe her. Girl, I, I, I bribed her with every piece of candy we had in our house. I told her I'd buy her a pony. I told her I'd buy her a car. She did not care. She would not drop her hands. And here I am looking at my little heavy baby and I'm praying for her motor skills. And I'm asking the Lord to anoint her little legs and her little arms to take a step. But she would not take the step. And then September 26th, which just happens to be my birthday. My husband said, what do you want for your birthday? And I said, I don't want anything. You know, I'm, I have reached the age when I don't want anything for my birthday. I want peace, love, you know, all that stuff. People to love Jesus. My kids to behave, you know, you know the drill. Anyway, what do you want for your birthday? Nothing. But God knew in my heart, desire of my heart was that my little heavy baby would walk. So we go out to dinner for my birthday, and it's it's a, you know a grand affair. The Cheesecake Factory is my—I mean, we've eaten in all sorts of fancy restaurants, but there ain't nothing that beats the Cheesecake Factory in my head. I just think it's amazing. So we go there every uh, birthday, and we're we're we're, we're at the, my dinner, and we come home, and I'm looking at my husband, and you know we're got the kick thing, and happy birthday, do you? And I'm just thinking, man, wouldn't it be great if my happy baby, baby would walk? And so I look at my husband, and I said, just sit over there. You know how you do it with. Your, with your babies um you know let's let's hold out our hands let's just see if she'll come to us and so he's on one side and I'm on the other one and I I, I um I'm looking at him and you know you know how it is we're clapping we're saying come on come on Havy, come on precious girl come on love of my life and lo and behold my little precious thing takes a step you would have thought the Red Sea parted in our house. You would have thought, uh, you know, the blind could see or the deaf were healed. You would have thought Lazarus came forth literally uh, in our home because we rejoiced like no other. It was the birthday present that God knew my heart wanted desperately, but I couldn't control it. Then I said, let's try it again. And everyone, my older kids and, you know, Moses, he's our two-year-old. I don't know what he's doing. He's, I don't know what he's doing. He's kind of crazy. Oh, we're all quiet. Let's do it again. And my husband, well, she's facing my husband at this point. And he said, come on, come on, come on, baby. She takes two steps. I am not kidding. We are like crying. I mean, it is, it is praising the Lord. We turn her around three steps. We turn her around four steps. And then the fifth time she turns and looks at me to step. And you know what? You know what that little thing does? She walks around me and walks down the hall. And I get, yeah, of course, what, what, is, what do we do nowadays? We get out our phones. We take video. I'm FaceTiming everyone. I know she's walking to our washer and dryer. She's turning around and she's walking back and she is just babbling the whole entire time. And we are rejoicing over that that little step that she took because there was so much value in it. Because that step led to a walk down the hall, which leads to her today running around our house, wreaking havoc on everything. The one step led to the journey, which will lead her to her destination. Are we waiting for our applause until she reaches her final destination? You, no way. We applauded the one step. And this is what I want you to understand Satan will tell you your one step is not enough, your one step is not valuable. But I am telling you that just like a father looks at his child, just like we looked at Heavy Baby that night, when you take one step in the right direction, just one in obedience to him, the heavens rejoice. Because he is a good, good father. But there are some steps that you may need to take today that you have been stopping and not wanting to do because they will be uncomfortable. Just like Haven stepping out and her fear was uncomfortable. But man, was she glad she did it. First of all, I want to talk about the humiliating step. There is a step. That could potentially cause you humiliation. It will cause you humiliation. But understand this. On the other side of the step is healing. Let's talk about Naaman in 2 Kings verse 5. Naaman, now Naaman, captain of the army of King Aram, was a great man with his master highly respected because the Lord has had given him victory. The man was also a valiant warrior, but he was a leper. Okay. So here's this amazing guy, but he had this huge problem. Uh, He had leprosy. Now there was a little servant girl and she said, I wish that my master were with the prophet who was in Samaria. Then he would cure him of his leprosy. So Naaman went in, and told his master and said, I'm going to paraphrase a little bit. He said, man, I want to be healed. And this little girl is telling me that there is a guy that can heal me. So this is what he does. He prepares all of this stuff. All these changes of clothes, 6,000 shekels of gold. And all, all he, he gets He gets his little posse ready to go meet with the prophet. And he comes to see the prophet Elisha. And Elisha sends a messenger to him saying, go wash in the Jordan seven times and your flesh will be restored to you and you will be clean. But Naaman was furious and went away. Behold, I thought he will surely come out and stand and call on the name of the Lord and wave his hand over the place and cure the leper. He was annoyed that Elisha provided him the vehicle for healing, but it wasn't as prestigious as he wanted it. He was humiliated because he was a great captain. But even great captains need to be humiliated, sometimes be humbled, sometimes, which will ultimately lead to healing. So his buddies came up to him and they said, aren't you going to do this? Like, hello, you need to do this. This guy's basically said you can be healed because of this. So he went and he dipped himself seven times in the Jordan, according to the word of the man of God. And his flesh was restored like the flesh of a little child. And he was clean. First step, humiliate. Sometimes we need to take a step of humiliation to bring ultimate healing. And I don't know what that is for you. Maybe you, you, there is a sin that you're involved in. Maybe you need to ask Someone to forgive you. Maybe you need to humble yourself and maybe you're a great church leader. I don't know. Maybe you are known for your great prayer life or whatever it is, but there, but you're a leper, but you have a problem and coming forward And saying, listen, I have this problem or I need to ask for your forgiveness or I wronged you in this way or I haven't been doing what I'm supposed to do in this way. That literally, that one step might be a a step of humiliation and humbling at first, but it will lead to your healing. Do you want to stay a leper or do you want to be healed? You got to dip seven times in the Jordan in order to be healed. There is a process to it. I am telling you, if you step out. God's going to look at you and he's going to say good job I'm so proud of you you did that step it was so hard but you did it I'm so incredibly proud of you and he is going to applaud you all the way Some of you guys need to step out several other steps that I fear I'm not going to get to I want to go to Moses's step here, you guys know the story. He's standing out a burning bush. He's standing out a burning bush, and God appears to him. He says, I've seen, I've heard, and I've come to deliver. And guess what, Moses? I am going to work through you. This is the surrendered step. I'm going to work through you, Moses. And Moses starts freaking out a little bit, and he he uh, he starts second-guessing God. It's pretty interesting. He's staring at a burning bush, which will not be consumed, but he starts second-guessing what God is telling him. Wait, 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 wait a second, God. You want me to go to the nation of Israel? Wait a second, God. You. Uh, no. What if they start asking me who sent me? What should I tell them, God? And God says this, I am who I am. Thus you shall say to the sons of Israel, I am has sent me to you. And God continues on this great, awesome dialogue with Moses, but Moses keeps going back to the Lord. Well, what if, what if the elders ask, well, are they just going to follow me? Um, well, 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 God, don't you know that I'm not really prepared? Well, God, come on, God, are, are you sure you understand who you're, who you're calling here? And then he says, um, uh, please, Lord, I've never been eloquent, neither recently nor in time past, nor since you have spoken to your servant, for I am slow of speech and slow of tongue. And he ticks God off. The surrendered... Step. See, some of us, um, God is saying, Listen, I want you to step out. And the I I am who I am has has sent you, and I am gonna back you, and I'm gonna give you special powers, and I am gonna anoint this part of your life, and I'm gonna give you intimacy, and I'm gonna give you um words via my spirit, and I I'm just gonna anoint you for this thing, but we won't surrender it, and we have to analyze every step. Well, God, what am I gonna tell him about that? Well, what about this? God, well, what? And and God, P.S., I don't speak very well. And you are not surrendered, even though the I am is looking at you and is telling you, I'm going to be with you and you will have great victory. Stop. The internal banter. Stop trying to control. Because it's that internal banner, that control that we have to know, we have to have, we have to have every single thing uh, worked out that kills, it it, it kills the father and actually makes him angry. If you read the passage, when he tells you to do something, some of us need to make a humiliating step and admit some things. And some of us need to make a surrendered step and stop analyzing with the Lord and just do it. It says right here, Then Moses, in verse uh, Exodus 4, 18, Then Moses departed and returned to Jethro's father-in-law and said to him, Please let me go. Then I may return to my brethren who are in Egypt and see if they are still alive. And Jethro said to Moses, Go in peace. Those are two steps I want you to work on. That humiliated step that leads to healing and that surrendered step that God sanctioned for your life. I love you guys. I'll see you next time right here on the Autumn Miles Show. Thanks so much for listening today. The Autumn Miles program is listener supported and your donation to keep it on the air is appreciated. To make a donation, visit autumnmiles.com. And with a $100 donation or more, you'll receive an autographed copy of Autumn's book, Appointed, Your Future Starts Now. Join us next time for the Autumn Miles Show on The Word, 100.7 FM.